You're listening to The Weird Sisters, Harry Potter Reread, Episode 14. On today's show, we discuss Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Chapters 4, 5, and 6. Hello and welcome to The Weird Sisters. I'm Danielle. And I'm Allison. And today we continue with The Prisoner of Azkaban, and we are back in Diagon Alley. I know, I'm reminded of our trip. I know, it's so delightful. But also sad, because I want to be there. Yeah, this chapter was really enjoyable, because I was just like, we already know all these things about the magical world, but it's so fun to come back to Diagon Alley. Mm -hmm. It's just just so pleasant. Well, you could... I mean, Harry gets to kind of just hang out there, which he's never got to do, and gets to explore more and see more, and, you know, which, when, I guess, if you're a kid and you grow up in it, it's old hat, but for Harry, it's still new, and for, you know, just coming off of, you know, the trip and being in Harry Potter world, it was, you know, you could even... I have that picture now in my head, too, and I just imagine walking around and how much I like that, and I wanted to be there, and this just sounds like an excellent end of summer vacation. Yes, and I just, I liked all the casual little details we dropped, like Gobstones is a, is a game they play, mm-hmm. and there's like, you know, the Lunascope, and he just like all the stuff that he's looking at, it's just, oh. Yeah, yeah, and you know, he goes... He's like quality Quidditch, and he's hanging out there, and he's getting ice cream. I got ice cream there, I would just like to say. (laughs) I thought of Harry when I did it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And well, he's lusting after the Firebolt. Right. The new, fast, fancy, expensive broomstick. Yes. Though, I'm so curious. I mean, they sort of describe it. Arrow, stream, twigs, and whatever. But, one, what's the upgrade from one broomstick to next? And, I mean, I guess in the professional world, like, you would really, everyone has to have it. That's just not fair if they don't, you know? It's not like you tra- you can train harder and run faster. It's yeah. if you buy the new one, if it's that much better and faster, aren't you just going to win automatically? <laughs> you kind of think so. Yeah, I know. Does it have better charms on it? Are they, like, holding back and making crappy charms on the cheap ones so they can charge you more for the good? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And how, I mean, this must be, like, a fine craft, too. They're not mass-produced items. Yes, they know? say each twig is individually selected. Yeah, I just, it's, I mean, because it's sort of like a technological improvement, but not really. Yeah. It is funny. And while we're buying our books in Flourish and Blots, the Grim reappears. Yeah, well, he sees that, you know, he's starting divination, and so he's getting his books. Um, and he sees it on this cover of all the Death Omens. And this is the first Harry knows. Like, he is aware that there is such a thing. And then he's like, oh, wait, did I? Is that what I saw? Yeah. And I really enjoyed the little scene with um, the Monster Book of Monsters and the shop attendant being so annoyed and flustered at having to get these books out of their cage. Well, I would be too if you have a cage full of biting books. Yeah. I think there's a line that says he almost cried when they thought that Ron and Hermione both needed books. Yeah. 
Uh, another little detail that made me think of Harry Potter world is the mirror that talks to him in his bedroom. Oh, mm-hmm. It says, you're, when he's flattening his hair, it says, you're fighting a losing battle there, dear. I know. I also, I mean, I thought of, because in Harry Potter world, in Madame Malkin's robes, like, there's a mirror and it, you know, insults you or compliments you. But I was also reminded, kind of in the fairy tale realm, of Beauty and the Beast, where doesn't the wardrobe kind of is her friend and says little things to her? Like, that was the voice I heard was from... Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Oh, it's been a long time since I've seen Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I did enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, It has another good line we'll get to later. I wrote it down. Um, And then Ron and Hermione come because, of course, we have to have our meetup. And, you know, Hermione, again, just abandoning your parents. (laughs) Whatever. I don't know. None of that ever makes the most sense I just like must be very understanding and just that are they're like very distant no they're just very serious about their dentistry <laughs> no she has a nice lovely relationship with them uh-huh <laughs> Shh, don't remind me okay <laughs> uh. no well and I thought it was like oh so convenient though I guess it makes sense given the fear around Harry but Oh, we just happen to be here, and we happen to be staying the night, and Hermione's staying the night, which no one has ever done before. And... <laughs> yeah, well, plots must be advanced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he's telling him all about, uh, you know, meeting Cornelius Fudge and getting off easy. And Ron tells it like it is, really. Well, yeah, I, I was reminded of, this was kind of what you were questioning before, is like, doesn't Harry know this, like, you're famous, you're not going to get in trouble. And that's the voice that Ron is speaking like, oh, whatever, you're Harry Potter. That must be it. Yes. He's like, I hate to see what the ministry would do to me if I blew up my aunt. He's probably right. Something a lot different. And, okay, we already knew that Ron gets his new wand from the letter. But we learned that it is Willow and 14 Inches and Unicorn. And I completely meant to look that up before the show and forgot. (laughs) Well, my wand is Willow. That's what I thought. Yes. Though, 14 inches seems really long. Ron's tall. <laughs> Proportional. <laughs> yes. So what does Willow mean? Does it suit him? Um. Yes, I think so. There's something about, like, some deep personal insecurity. <laughs> Ron's got that. Oh, yeah. All over. It's not that deep, really. Yeah, well. Uh, and they also go to the Magical Menagerie. All these places we've been before. Yes, though, I think the real one's a little better here versus the stuffed animals. Yeah, you know, I was never really into stuffed animals. Yeah. Though, I was always a little confused because until this point, I don't think cats were magical animals. You mean in general or in the world <laughs> of Harry Potter? <laughs> Well, in general, but also in the world of Harry Potter. Okay, yeah, when the... when The, the first the... letter, right? First years, like, you can bring an owl, a toad, or... A cat. A cat. A, ca- a cat's the third option? Yes. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. Is it really? 
So there's a bunch so of cats you... running around Hogwarts? Yeah, that seems awesome. I thought it was cool you could bring a cat. I don't know why you'd bring a toad when you could bring a cat. <laughs> I, no, no, a toad, a rat, or an owl. Those are no, your options. No, no, it's not a rat. It's a cat. Ron, no, a is rat. Ha- Ron a rat has, has an illegal an rat. No, okay? he does not. We have yes, to look this up like right now. <laughs> Like right now? Okay, I'm gonna look it up right, right now. Okay, what? No, it's totally a toad, a rat, or an owl. Pets that... you can bring to Hogwarts. Oh, an owl, a cat, or a toad. You have to be allowed to bring a rat. <laughs> well. Ron brings a rat, and no one seems to mind, but it's also okay. secretly a person. <laughs> Which someone should have minded. <laughs> no, it's totally... this. I still don't believe you. Oh, but... you can... What? You think that, that cats don't have a magical association? Is that what you're saying? I swear, my entire life, every time I've read these, I get to this point and think... That's not what was allowed in our first year letter. <laughs> I think, I feel like that all of a sudden cats were magical and you could bring them to school and you could never before. <laughs> no, you're the one with the continued air, not, not her. Man. Okay, but speaking of magical pets, they're not just magical in that they're allowed at Hogwarts. Apparently, Scabbers sucks. Because he's not magical. I didn't Wait. know the rats were supposed to be magical. I know. I thought that was interesting, too. Like, the rats were showing off, doing their tricks. Like, they... What are they... Do They're they skipping grow them rope. in lab? <laughs> Which, I'm not sure what benefit that really adds to a rat. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But, so, and then... Crookshanks is really weird in this book. Like, he always seems to know things. Yes. But is yet... That his cat superpower? <laughs> to know things. <laughs> I, uh... It's weird because, it, you know, later on, Black sort of says, like, I knew it was smart, but, like, I had to train him. So it's not... It doesn't have some foreknowledge of what's happening, but possesses a weird intelligence. Yeah, well, kind of like owls. Owls possess a weird intelligence. But I... (laughs) That's okay. It's... Crookshanks is different. Yeah, he's ugly. I kind of like that Hermione falls head over heels for this ugly, cranky cat. I, I dislike that she went in there to be practical, like, I need an owl. And then she comes out with a cat. Oh, come on. It's cute. She's still gonna need an owl eventually. She just borrows Harry's. That's lame. But I did, there was, I did like, I think it was Ron at some point said something about how all the rats were showing off. Yes, he's defensive. (laughs) I think Ron is like, he's got more pep this, this book. Oh, really? Yeah, he's feeling good. You know, he's coming off. He just the comments that he makes. He's I think he's a lot bolder. Yeah. Well, I always have liked Ron and think he's underappreciated, and I largely think he's underappreciated because of the movies. Not because the actor's bad. I like the actor, but because he gets 
he so much of that good stuff gets cut. Yeah. All his good lines. I mean, he has a few, but not many. Yeah. We also have this whole subplot going on about Percy. (laughs) And I maintain that I feel like I must be forgetting something about the plot of this book because they are just making such a big deal about Percy being a head boy. I feel like this must mean something that I'm forgetting. No, he's just obnoxious. It's just, okay. He's very good at being obnoxious. He he wears that badge everywhere. Like, they're not (laughs) in school yet. You can just imagine the type of kid he is. Oh, gosh. He was like, you know, those kids that like wore a suit and brought a briefcase to school. <laughs> yeah. He was that one. Yep, pretty much. It's funny because the rest of the Weasleys are so not uptight. No. He's the middle child. I suppose that's true. I mean, but he had other successful brothers. But they, they-, seem, they seem chill. Yes, he lo- he does not have any level of chill. That is true. <laughs> I, maybe he has like uh, Bill's, you know, success and drive, but he has like Ron's insecurity, so it makes him act awful. Mm. Yeah, and just you know, maybe the twins came after him and. They got the attention, and they caused the ruckus, so he had to be firm above them. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, because when the Weasleys are here, too, this is how Harry finds out about Black. So the whole Weasley family is there, and the topic of Black comes up. Yes. And Ron, see, this is my point. Like, this is one of, one of Ron's little, like, I'm feisty now. Because I think it's, you know, they got all this money, they had this fun, he's feeling good. Because, oh, they put out, like, this huge reward for Black, and everyone in the ministry is working to catch him. You know? And he's like, oh, you know, I could do that. Like, it'd be nice to get some more money. (laughs) (laughs) But then, of course, Arthur, which I think is a little ironic, given what we know, says, don't be ridiculous, son. Black's not going to be caught by a 13-year-old wizard. Clearly, Arthur has not been paying attention to what's been going on. (laughs) Right? Like, Harry and Ron save the day all the time. They catch all the bad guys. And they'll sort of catch, but he's not, he shouldn't be caught later with Black. Yes, they didn't get any reward, sadly. No. Bummer. Uh, but then Harry offer- also overhears Molly and Arthur arguing. Yeah, later that night at the Leaky Cauldron, and Arthur is like wants to tell him, but Molly's afraid he'll be scared. Yes, she's a, mo- a bit of a mother hen. Well, yeah, but that everyone thinks Black is coming to get Harry. Yes, because he's like muttering he's at Hogwarts or whatever when he's in Azkaban. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is a logical conclusion. And they're saying that he wants to get Harry because Harry is responsible for Voldemort's downfall. And that, okay, I think we were talking about this last yes. time. Yes. That Black is Voldemort's right-hand man. Yeah. And you were, like, skeptical of it. But I think this must have been the conclusion maybe after the Yeah, because I feel like people didn't think that during Voldemort's reign of power, did they? It was just the legend that arose? 
I, I mean, yeah, because he was, I mean, he was part of the order, right? And, yes. I mean, he was Potter's secret keeper. Was he playing a double agent? Like, in, you know? Well, he was supposed to be their secret keeper. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess people must have assumed that's why he turned, because he all along was, yeah. you know, in Voldemort's thrall. Yeah, and that if he was capable of doing that, then... Yeah. 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 So he overhears, he knows that Black is likely after him, realizes this is going to be a real bummer for his attempts to get into Hogsmeade. I know, that's the thing he's most concerned about. Is, oh man, I can't go to the village. Yeah, he's really not concerned. Should he be? I don't know. He's got a point. He says he's escaped Voldemort three times. He wasn't completely useless. But it's sort of strange because both before and after this moment, he's all tense about, I've seen this omen, like, oh, you know, are bad things happening? Yeah, he is a little tense about the omen, but not too concerned about Black. But he talks about how, basically, he has faith in Dumbledore. Yes. Yes. And is this where... No, it's later. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But yeah, he's not concerned, and he tells... He mutters, I'm not going to be murdered. And the mirror says, that's the spirit, dear. I love that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's like half asleep mirror. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. Whatever you say, dear. And continuing our flashback to book one, then we have the Hogsmeade Express. Hogwarts Express. It's not the Hogsmeade Express. (laughs) Yes. And now Harry's understanding too, like, okay, the Weasleys are, there's, they're taking special attention to watch after him. Like, Arthur walks into the car. It's Ministry Cars. He goes through the platform first. All of that. Yes. And Arthur takes him aside and says, don't you go looking for Black. Yeah. Which is kind of an interesting way to phrase that. Not like, be careful. Take care of yourself. Don't go wandering around late at night. Don't go looking for trouble. <laughs> well, but I took that as he's saying that out of a piece of knowledge that he's holding back. Right? He knows about what everyone thinks that he betrayed his parents. Harry doesn't know that. So you think that if Harry found that out, he yeah. would go... Yes. And I think he even says something like, no matter what you hear, or something like that. So even though he's telling him, he's not telling him everything. Okay. Probably very wisely, because Harry would go looking. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I like that a little better now. Less mysterious. So then they're on the train, and they get the compartment with the sleeping old man in it. Yeah, which Hermione keenly says... Oh, it's the new professor because of his briefcase, which said Professor Lupin. So he's the new defense against the dark arts. When was he a professor before? I thought the same thing. (laughs) I was like, really? He went and got his case embossed? Doesn't seem like Lupin. (laughs) No, it doesn't. Uh, Maybe it was a a present from Conks or something. That 
I like that. Let's Wait, go with that. Wait, are they together yet? Oh, they're definitely not together, but they know each other. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and then there's this thing, the sneakoscope eventually goes off when they're in the compartment. Now, why? why do you... Why? Yeah. Okay, maybe there's some, like, big plot reveal that's actually going off the four that I'm completely forgetting, but I was wondering, is it because now he's faking sleeping? Lupin? Lupin. He's actually listening to everything that's going on, and he's not actually asleep. So the sneakoscope goes off... Because he's... I mean, he's lying, kind of. He's is being that, dishonest. But is that what it's supposed to tell you? Is it about... Yes. Like- uh, it's when something is being deceitful or there's something untrustworthy going on. Untrust. Uh, that's clever, but I don't know if I like it. No? But is it... What other, what other things are happening... See, and I was trying to pay attention during the scene, and I couldn't come up with anything else that I could deduce just from that scene. Like I said, maybe I'm forgetting something, but... We're not close enough to the Dementors coming on? I don't think that they would be untrustworthy. Like, (laughs) well, I mean, okay, I wouldn't give give them a baby, but... You know what I mean? Like, it's not deceitful. And it's... You're you're telling me it's deceit and not just general evilness around you. I don't think so. I mean... I had, had to look up the exact wording, but I, I took it as deceit. Lying. Hmm. And so you think Lupin is just gathering information with his well, eyes closed? Well, I don't mean that it's like... I don't think it's malicious. He's just kind of, what is Harry Potter talking about? If I wake up, they're surely going to stop talking. He was also asleep really fast. What time did he get on that train? I know. And they make multiple references in the scene to him, like, still sleeping. And, like, don't wake him up. Right, so fast he's asleep. Nah, I don't know. I like the theory that he's actually faking. Hmm. Well, we'll have to see if that comes back. Because there has to be an explanation. Yeah. So, we'll see. So, yeah, but then the Dementors arrive and he decides to wake up. That was, that was nice. Good timing on his part. <laughs> yes. And he produces a Patronus. Which, yeah. I think this is when he sees the Patronus, which will later come into play. Harry doesn't see it because he's fainted. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> No. So, I guess, is this like a sanctioned search of the Hogwarts Express? Are the Dementors just like, I need some souls? It doesn't seem like it because later on, Dumbledore and everyone is upset by it. You know? Yeah. I can't imagine. How, how could that be sanctioned? I don't know. Dementors are hard to control. Yeah. Yeah, but Harry faints. It's all rather embarrassing. Yeah, he's really embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. Although Ginny also has a poor reaction to it because of all she's been through, I assume. Yeah, I thought that was a a nice add-in. Right, mm-hmm. and that's what Lupin tells Harry later. Like, you've 
you know, you've had all this other stuff to deal with, that's why it impacts you more. And Ginny certainly, you know, that whole Baltimore mind meld, <laughs> chamber of secrets nonsense. Yeah, that whole deal. <laughs> but we eat the chocolate, feel a little better. That's the best remedy ever. Yes, it's good. And ride the horses carriages for the first time. Yeah, we don't get them in as a first share, and we fly there in book two, so mm-hmm. this is the first time. And but. I guess we'll get them next year as well, being horse, horseless. No. Oh, yes, being horseless next yeah. year. Yep. And, but they're still not done making Harry embarrassed. Yeah, McGonagall takes <laughs> And Madame Pomfrey comes and says, I suppose you've been doing something dangerous again. <laughs> Not exactly. He got off no. on that one. Yeah. Yeah, he got a little upset about that. Yes, he did not like that kind of attention. But then they finally make it to the feast and he's still super embarrassed because he has to walk in late. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like everyone's sitting down. There he is walking in. Anyway. But this is, yeah, this is my Dumbledore moment because Dumbledore is like, you know, warning them and saying the Dementors are out. Of course, I also thought it was interesting that Dumbledore was like, you know, I don't have control of them if you're just like, if you leave school grounds and, you know, you can't curse them, you can't whatever. An invisibility cloak also doesn't work on them. Wink, wink, Harry Potter, I'm looking at you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Harry, this is like, all of this drama has happened from the beginning. You know, he's been scared, he's ran away, he had hung out in Diagon Alley, now he's embarrassed about the Dementors, Black, he knows all about Black. And now it's like, I'm at the feast, Dumbledore is here, he's finally like, feeling at home, feeling relieved, and he says, you know, it's not, what is it? Like, when you're there, it's... He can't help but trust Dumbledore. Like, that's the emotion that's overwhelming for him. You just can't help but trust Dumbledore, which I think is, on one hand, really nice sentiment. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, kind of interesting, given that Dumbledore is yeah. not always the most trustworthy, if you consider it trust in terms of total honesty. Yeah, well, and Harry's feelings about that will change. And he's yeah. going to get really angry at Dumbledore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Precisely because... He, that trust feels betrayed. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. but, I mean, they, before he knew him, he liked and trusted Dumbledore. And I think then we as the reader were on board with that. Yeah. Yeah. McGonagall also pulls Hermione aside, and this is where she gets the time turner. Although we don't, actually, we're not told that. Yeah, do you... I mean, I'm very aware of all of those mentions now, knowing what she's doing. But reading it the first time, I I don't remember really noticing that. Yeah, it was just like, oh, Hermione's being weird and studying a lot of things. Yeah. I was not a smart child in that <laughs> regard. You're not guessing those? No, never guess anything. I'm sure we'll get into the whole time turner thing later. Yeah. That's a whole deal. But for now, we don't know it. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, and I have to say, I think this whole McGonagall thing was just a giant ploy so she didn't have to write another Sorting Hat song. Because <laughs> we missed the sorting again, and then after our lovely trip through memory lane of Diagon Alley and the Hogwarts Express, I'm like, where is my sorting hat song? <laughs> you think JK just bailed on it? Yes, I seriously do. It's hard to write a song. I'm sure it is, but I want it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and what has changed in the last year? I don't know. The hat's got all year to sit there and think about. I mean, he could have sang about the Chamber of Secrets. That wouldn't have that happened. Cheery. Well, uh, like, welcome back to Hogwarts. We're glad the chamber's not open this year. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, don't enlist me to write a song either. <laughs> uh, we also see at the opening feast that Snape extra hates Lupin. Yeah, and everyone says because he's mad about being slighted the job again. But that's... Is that really the case here? No, it's not the case. But it's a very, very believable suggestion. I I never really believed that. Oh. Just as a valid... Not that, like, oh, there's something else. Just as, like, if that's what it is, that's overplayed. Like, oh, come okay. on, Snape. <laughs> yeah, no, it's because Lupin was part of the gang. Yes. The Potter gang. Yes. That dislikes Snape. Yeah. Now, Lupin was the nicest of all of them. Mm-hmm. And Snape makes him his potion. Yes. They So they have an interesting relationship. Yeah. And they'll continue to have one, like, when we get into book five and stuff, and they're in the order together. Yeah. Remember, there's a lot of tension between them, those two then. I don't really remember the details, but yeah, generally, yes. There's a lot of angsty huffing and screaming and such. That's all the, that book is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's probably the book I read the least, because I just remember that. But... Because it makes you so, like, <laughs> yes. full of anxiety. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I, like, I, th- I agree when I first read that book that I didn't know how I felt about it. But now I like it. It'll be good to read it again. Yeah. Oh, and we learned Hagrid is our care of magical creatures teacher. Oh, yeah. How do we miss that? That's so nice. Okay. That, to me, is the most angsty part of this book. Is the Hagrid, Hagrid's troubles with teaching. Which we're going to get to no, in this chapter. No, that's just you feeling anxiety about it. I don't think that's portrayed as oh, much. Oh, yes, exactly. You're okay. right. It's not the characters being <laughs> brooding. It's me feeling horrifically uncomfortable. <laughs> because you want him to do well? Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. Okay. I'm just like, oh no, Hagrid. You're crushing his spirit. <laughs> He's fine. Dumbledore likes him. It's all good. So yes, our our final chapter for this episode is talons and tea leaves. Ooh. Yeah, we finally get into kind of the routine of school. Yes. This is where we're also reminded, and Ron points out, like, Hermione's schedule. It's like three classes at nine o'clock. Yes. She's taking her, so I guess her new classes, on top Mm -hmm. of all her regular ones, are arithmetic, 
care of magical creatures, divination, study of ancient runes, and muggle studies. Which Ron points out, you're come from a muggle family. <laughs> she wants the anthropological viewpoint. Yes, 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 yes. Yep. So, and he like, I mean, this is probably where he questions it the most. Like, how you, what's, how does that work? And she's very like, I arranged it with McGonagall. What does it matter to you? Go away. Yeah. This Hermione in this book makes me wish that I was a better student. Like, I was a good Why? student as far as grades, but I wasn't a good student as far as, like, study schedules and enthusiasm. And she just, it makes me envy her. <laughs> you want that? You want to go back in time and have yes. that? Yes, yes. I mean, she loves learning for the sake of learning, all that. I want Hermione to make me a study schedule. How come Hermione's not a prefect? Or head girl. Well. Because she breaks remember, all the rules. Remember when they made Ron a prefect and not Hermione? That's oh my gosh, I totally well. forgot about that too. Because <laughs> <laughs> I d- haven't read book five enough. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we'll get to that. Whew. Yes. But I'm just like, she's so. This. Okay, she has to be the only one that's ever gotten a time turner to take all these extra classes. And so is she really the most ambitious person that's ever been there i would say it's a combination of ambition and obstinance <laughs> i i i don't know it's just it's very curious to me well yes again the time turner is a subject <laughs> for okay. another episode okay. but so we're on our way to divination first i like that they it's in the north tower and there's still part of hogwarts that they haven't been to yet yes though part of me says if i lived in a magical castle boarding school that's what i would do in my free time is go to every nick like every corner (laughs) whatever but they get rescued by um i can't remember his name now sort of the sea yeah. Sort of co- Col- cog- Col- Col- somebody. There's a D in there. The ridiculous knight on the pony who yeah. is very funny. Yeah. Who just, you know, ambles about and leads them on their quest. Well, first he challenges them. Well, he's in, they're in he, his territory. He wants to fight. Which, he's a painting. Well, yeah. I don't know that go that well for him. Just take him off the wall. <laughs> but then, when he finds out they're lost... A quest! That made me yeah. laugh. <laughs> yeah. And he can't get a sword out of the ground. Yeah. yeah. It's very good. Mm-hmm. So, find divination. You have to go up a trap door. That seems creepy. <laughs> well, and she lives up there all the time. <laughs> Where do the other teachers live? I've always wondered. <laughs> like, like I teacher was... dorms? Are they hooking up in there all the time? <gasps> No, we need to talk about this at some point. Like, teachers' personal lives. Because one, McGonagall backstory, fascinating. Two, as I've already noted, all of them are single and have no extended family. Because they all stay there for the holidays. (laughs) I also think they each have their own room connected to their office. Because that seems to be sort of hinted at at various times. Like, when Harry first went to Dumbledore's office, it was like, first he went through and it was like, this is where Dumbledore lives. 
that's what he said. It's not his office. He said this is where he lives, and then they like went to the office part. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. I hadn't picked up on it. I will keep an eye out for that. Yeah. I mean, it's all full of poofs. Yeah, poofs. <laughs> all you know, the worst kind of junk. Yeah, I can I... like just imagine how it smells. Uh huh. And like an old lady. Yeah. I I mean she does it very well. Like all of those like kinda gaudy fortune telly, you know, hippy dippy, feely, whatever is exemplified in the space and in her. Yeah. She's a trip. Mm-hmm. I think that like she did a lot of acid when she was younger. <laughs> That's how she comes across. She comes across as someone who did a lot of acid when they were younger, and they don't do it anymore. But you can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Do 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 wizards do drugs? Oh, I'm. They probably got all sorts of kind of good wizardy drugs that don't Mm. kill you. Mm. Yeah, that'd be nice. (laughs) But again, you know, like the the old hippie vibe. Yes. Yeah, and Hermione is not feeling it. I know, which I. I actually really like this. I like her standing up to her. But yes. I don't... Like, what did she expect out of it, too? Yeah, I don't know. Well, she she expects the best of Hogwarts. And if this is a subject that's offered, it must be worth taking. <laughs> yeah. Which, quickly, she is not impressed by her. No. And Trelawney is therefore not impressed by Hermione. Yeah, she says, "Oh, you don't have, you don't have the the sight, and your aura is bad, and you can't learn this in books." And... Which is very suspect to Hermione. Well, what well, good is it? <laughs> I agree. And then she goes on to be ridiculous, just making completely random pronouncements about students. Yeah. Like, oh, that thing you're dreading will happen, and you'll break my teacup, and I don't know. It's just over the top. So, did you think she was a fraud when you read the book the first time? Uh, yeah, I think so. Did you think all divination is, like, a fraud? Well, it might be more that. (laughs) Um, I mean, she's presented that way, like. That that this just can't be true, and that she's faking it or delusional. Um, probably more delusional than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like maybe I think as as McGonagall kind of points out, like yeah, there's maybe a few folks that they kind of have that gift, but a lot of it's just you know saying things. Yeah, bunch of nonsense. Yeah. But, you know, the way you see... The future presents itself in tea leaves, which is very convenient of the future. Just any tea leaves, like, hmm, let me take a look. Yes. So if you're British, you've got it made. (laughs) Except, seems like you could have a lot of different things. Like, five times a day, different things. That's true. And Harry first takes a stab at interpreting Ron's cup. He surmises that Ron is going to have lots of trials and suffering, but be very happy. Yes. 
what is it? Ron says, I think you need to have your inner uh-huh. eye checked. Yes. <laughs> oh, I thought that was clever. Uh, yes. Uh, and then Ron tries uh, Harry's cup. He's a bit perplexed. Mm-hmm. Might be an acorn or a donkey or who, <laughs> who really knows. Or a sheep. I mean, hat. he does, he does, you know, cross some like four-footed animals in there at various points. Yes. But Trelawney says, uh, no, what you're seeing is the grim gasp, you know, scream, drama. All yes. Of, that. of course, then everyone is freaked out, like looking at Harry's cup and Harry's now upset and yelling at them. And Hermione's being all like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, she gives some lip from day one. Yeah. Go Hermione. Yes. And, well, because Trelawney says, oh, you have a deadly enemy. Hermione's like, duh. <laughs> it's called Lord Voldemort. <laughs> have you heard of him? We all have. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, but Harry is reminded of the alley when he saw the dog and seeing the book. You know, the omen and the grim and like a few too many coincidences for him. Yes, he is a little disturbed by this. <laughs> Until McGonagall sets him straight. Yes. Okay, but I love this when we switch scenes and we're in Transfiguration and she turns into a cat mm-hmm. for the first time and she's quite annoyed. And says that this is the first time it has not gotten applause from the class. <laughs> well, she's like, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> yeah. Clap for me. <laughs> Which I also think this is such... Like, she's so good. Like, this seems like a casual, you know, drop. Like, all right, we're killing time. Harry's not paying attention. You know, students are feeling weird. But really, this is an important introduction to... I don't know. How did we say this? Anna, anima, I don't, I don't know how to say that. Anna, I don't know. You She's know, a, yes. Turn into animals. You can turn into animals, and this is like a big thing, and Her- Hermione will remind us later that you have to register and all of that. So like, which is hugely important to our plot, but just casually dropped right here. Yep. And her, McGonagall goes on to say that Trelawney predicts the death of a student every single year. <laughs> it's her favorite way of like introducing a class and no one's died yet. Yes. It's a very impressive party trick, she yes. feels. I, this is, I always remember this scene with McGonagall. I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, I, don't, I, I didn't particularly remember it, but yes, it's very, very good. Yeah, and she's like, so you'll forgive me, Harry, if I still require you to do your homework but if you're dead don't worry about it yes yeah. <laughs> and that is just you know it's base and it's so obvious too in McGonagall she's like trying to be diplomatic about it but it's like you know divination it's a uh, what's imprecise and some people you know like some people have the are true seers, but um, it's very rare, and a lot of it mm, you just you're not sure about. Yeah. Hint, she, hint. Upstairs. Yeah, she really wants to talk trash. Yeah. Uh, well, she's the crazy lady of the staff. Yeah. Oh, uh, so 
after Transfiguration is Hagrid time. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. With Slytherins. I know. Okay, if we could just get rid of the Slytherins, everything would be better. <laughs> um, You're talking about the purging, like, <laughs> I just only mean, opposite. I just mean, don't have class with them. Well, they have to have class, too. They can have their own class. I'm sure they would like that. But then no one is there to put them in their place. I guess. But they cause Hagrid so much grief. Yes. Hagrid brings out the hippogriffs for his first class. Where does he get them? He just keeps hippogriffs? He can has a great ability to like magically summon and procure and tame all sorts of magical beasts. Maybe it's like he's like a Pokemaster. Like he just ha- <laughs> he just keeps them in Pokeballs, and he collects them, and he they like <laughs> and they evolve into better, more rare beasts. Hagrid, the Pokeball trainer. Yes, po- Pokemon. I don't know. Showing my ignorance here. Yeah, but I don't think he really keeps them in tiny balls on the shelf. <laughs> well, if he could, he would. Fair, fair enough. But I just think he more has the great ability. You know, the creatures are drawn to Hagrid. <laughs> yeah. He can't go anywhere without a, you know, a centaur showing up or something. <laughs> yes. But we learn that hippogriffs are very proud creatures. You have to do the whole bowing thing, which Harry bravely does. And Buckby bows back. And Harry rides him, which I didn't remember. Well, we rode the Flight of the Hippogriff ride at Harry Potter World. Oh, yeah. That was nice. Yeah. So, and then, and of course, stupid Malfoy being stupid. I, it says that Malfoy actually bows, but then is insulting them. I always pictured it like he didn't bow and just kind of walked up to him. No, he's like... Oh, so he gets the bow and he's like, oh, I knew this must be easy if Harry Potter could do it, you big stupid whatever. And apparently hippogriffs know English and know when you're talking smack. (laughs) And then just like, mauls him. I'd pay money to see a good Malfoy mauling. (laughs) Wait, let's be, what's a hippogriff again? It's a horse and a chicken? Chicken doesn't sound very majestic. It's or an a, eagle. A bird. An eagle. Oh, okay, yeah, I think that okay. might be it. A giant eagle. Yes. So like hoofs and talons. Yes. Okay. It's like yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So talons slashing Malfoy. Yes. Not good. Well, good, but <laughs> it they didn't finish the job, so. So you feel angst in this moment about Hagrid. Well, yes, because Hagrid's going to get in trouble. Oh. But he doesn't really, does he? Well, he just, he gets his spirit crushed. (laughs) And he goes drinking. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of where we end up, too. We're all sad. Malfoy's fine, but everyone says he's faking it. Like, hamming it up, which, of course he is. And then we go visit Hagrid to cheer him up. And find him drunk. Which I like. It would probably take a lot of liquor to get a giant, half-giant, drunk. That's true. But I think Hagrid's quite fond of liquor. 
Still, a lot. Large quantities. Yes. But he's, I like how he sobers up as he just goes and sticks his head in a barrel of water. <laughs> it's fitting. Yes, it is fitting. Yeah. Though, then he comes to his senses. And he's like, feeling all sad. And then he's like, oh wait, you guys are here. <laughs> you shouldn't be here. <laughs> he gets angry. Yeah, because he's afraid for Harry's... Well, I guess you can read this two ways. One, that... You know, the Dementors are around and you shouldn't be out, basically. Mm-hmm. But two is that, like Arthur, he also knows that Black had a relationship with Harry's parents. I kind of assumed that the word on the street was Black is after Harry and, like, all the teachers got a little memo about it beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what's going on. Yeah, no one else should really be wandering about, but really Harry shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. We're ruining all the students' fun for Harry. And it's just it's just because he, like, wants to finish the job? I. If they assume that he was part of betraying the parents and then killed everyone. Yeah. Well, that Harry... Well, he thinks killed Voldemort. So, you know, and that kind of ruined Black's life in, not for real, but, you know, in the way people think about him. Yeah. So then he has incoherent rage. Plus, he's just a madman. Right. To them, so. So, here, are you afraid of Black? Does it come off as, like, a menacing threat? I don't know. I definitely... I definitely believe that he's a bad character at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm... I have no reason not to think, like, that he killed those people, that he's escaped, that he... I mean, you're, it's set up to seem that, like, he's gonna be the adversary in this book. Yeah. You know, maybe he gets Voldemort out. Maybe, you know, who knows? I don't really remember how much fear there is, but it's definitely, like, Okay, like he's like he's an, a nefarious, important adversary. Yeah, I think he gets scarier when we have that the the portrait stabbing. Oh, yeah. And he's in the common room. Yeah, like this is for real. He's coming. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, he can't just kill Harry in this book. <laughs> hey, that would be a Game of Thrones like twist, and then the rest of the books are Hermione Granger. And <laughs> that would be kind of fun. <laughs> okay, you're going to rewrite all the books where Harry dies in the. <laughs> yeah, actually, you could have so many series like Harry dies in book one, Harry dies in book two, Harry dies in book three. <laughs> and it's like alternate realities. Uh-huh. All right, fan fiction, go. Okay, like... <laughs> I'm not writing it, it's up to you. Oh, no. But yeah, give someone else a chance to shine. Maybe he could get kidnapped by Black, so he could be alive. You could do, like, scenes with him and Black, if Black was evil. Oh. I think you need to run with this. You've got an (laughs) idea going here. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, uh, Well, that's basically our episode this time. I, Okay, was it just me, or were these chapters longer than they've they, previously been. I thought the same. Um, 
Maybe especially this last one, because it felt like there was kind of two things happening. Mm -hmm. We're in divination, and we have, you know, care magical creatures, and I was just like, oh, what? what? Why is this so good? <laughs> but yes, I thought overall, they seemed long. Yeah, because I usually finish it in one morning before work, and I didn't finish it before I had to leave. Yeah, I did two in one, too. <laughs> so, so, I mean, so we're like, obviously switching you know, gradually progressing, not just in tone, but like in our, what's the word? Reading level, I guess. Because <laughs> you would need to have more stamina to get through it. Well, yes. You know? I mean, it, it hasn't changed. It still feels like, at least at the beginning. Yes. I w- it's a gradual shifting. It's not... It hasn't fully gone, like, second half of Harry Potter, 800-page tomes and things like that. But, yeah, but yeah, we're getting a little old. I mean, Harry's getting older. So the books are aging with Harry. I mean, he's only 13. He's not exactly mature. No, but he's older than 11. Gosh, it's so young. <laughs> Seriously, if you've... I haven't seen an 11-year-old kid lately. That's small and young and... Like, their thoughts are not all formed, and their bodies are tiny and flail, and, like, <laughs> like how they manage to do anything, I'm not sure. <laughs> See, well, that's why they need to read books about kids who do stuff like Harry Potter, because people like you just tell them they can't do anything. <laughs> I think um, Hermione can do things. I'm just amazed that Harry can. <laughs> He's a little scrawny twig thing, too. I know, but I I also just have a really hard time knowing how old kids are and what they're capable of at certain ages. <laughs> but it it's... seems it seems like they're capable of quite quite a lot. Yeah, I think with kids it's always they're more they're smarter than you think and dumber than you think at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> like they're just things they they don't know as like they're not full yes. people yet. They'll be they'll say things that are very impressive and profound, and then they'll just be really dumb the next moment. <laughs> Which you know, I feel like Harry does. He fluctuates between brilliant and idiotic pretty well. I think that's just his personality. Yeah, he kind of is. Yeah. Um. Okay, well, uh, I hope next chapters are as fun as these chapters were. I have no idea what they're about. But um, f- I know there's a Bogart. Oh, Boggarts, yes. So that's good. Yeah. Lupin yeah. and yeah. actually learning something in Defense Against the Dark Arts. I know, for a change. Yes, it'll be good. So join us next time, and we will do chapters 7, 8, and 9. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Twitter at, at WeirdSistersPod. And please rate and review us on iTunes if you would be so kind so that other people could find this podcast. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Just yawn. <laughs> well, let me do it again. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>